Atomic Geeks, a podcast covering movies, TV, comic books, video games, and everything in between. So geeky. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Atomic Geeks podcast. This is episode 117. Holy cow, that's a big old number. Uh, my name is Michael DiGiovanni. I am sitting in Toronto right now, and I'm a dirty, filthy thief. And while I'm doing that, all those things, I am podcasting under the influence because I'm having a hop stupid yowza. Let's see what other little ripoff artists are with me. Oh, hello, Internet. It's your pal Christian from the town of Oakville in my basement. And I take other people's creative ideas and pass them off as my own. And while I do this, I drink a cold bottle of Keystone Lager. Keystone Lager, no preservatives, always smooth. And at 15.75 at 12, <laughs> I'm drinking it all right. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mike Downs here. I had to wait for the spin cycle to be over because I'm in the laundry room in Newmarket, and I'm drinking uh, Brava, the beer of summer. God, never sing again. Hello, it's Andrew Bloom. I'm calling in from my super-duper high-tech studio in London. Uh, I'm drinking a Guinness that I stole from somebody else, and I just got to ask, DJ, you're doing dirty stupid thief no i said i'm I'm doing all those things i'm doing dirty i'm doing stupid and i'm doing thief well you're are you calling my wife a dirty thief i i guess i am she stole your heart didn't she that is true christian nice recovery (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, that's gonna save me some points i might get sex tonight still Yeah, but you'd have to edit the podcast and give it to her tonight before bed. <laughs> that's right. Quick, listen to this, and I'll get undressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's never going to happen. Fuck it. All right, I'll just read some comics before I go to bed then. <laughs> it's pretty much the same thing. That's right. Uh, I'll be in a second. I'll be on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was an interesting little intro for us. So, uh, Geek News. Wow, Geek News. Uh, I've, uh, I have the privilege of introducing that big, gigantic, fat piece of juicy comic book geek news. Uh, DC Comics has announced that basically uh, the rumor is that they're relaunching the entire DC Universe and basically renumbering everything, starting off at number one. 52 issues will be coming out, all starting at number one. And then the, the another big uh, piece of stinky cheese to go along with this news is that they're also going to launch same-day digital print comic book releases with appropriate pricing involved. It's a big piece of comic book news to chew on. What do you guys think? Just chewing on it. That's Andrew chewing right now. Well, Christian, I will say it is not a rumor. It is, in fact, a fact. This is happening. It's happening this September. Uh, DC doing the big, using air quotes here, reboot. This has made quite a bit of news on all the, uh, you know, comic book sites, Newsarama, comic book resources, IGN. It's lit up Twitter or at least a small fraction of it. it. This is big news. I mean, I will say, I mean, it's, it's big in two major ways. The rebooting your entire publishing line is 
quite ballsy. And I think the way that uh, they're, they're sort of announcing it is, is that this is not unlike the time back in the 60s where all of a sudden they changed the Flash and they changed Green Lantern. The green, by that I mean Alan Scott used to be the Green Lantern with the cape, and then they kind of did a reboot and created Hal Jordan. So in some instances, some characters are going to get completely reinvented and other ones are just going to remain status quo. Yeah, Superman is going to be played by Mork for Mork. He'll still be an alien, but his powers are a little different. So in uh, the comic book, he's going to be played by somebody? I so guess. They, I, Robin else Williams. say it? Like, <laughs> someone, someone is drawing Robin Williams' character as Superman? Is that what you're saying? It's actually Robin Williams drawing the character. Right. And someone else doing the the uh, inking for the <laughs> this this joke gets better and better. This uh, is a terrible joke, but I was trying to throw my part in there, Christian. Since you got to introduce Geek News, this is uh, you know the, the what it made me think of. It's like it's really cool that they're releasing digital at the same time, and they're really kind of giving the what's up to Marvel by doing that. But w- when you hear everything's being rebooted and going back to issue one, don't. Don't you kind of think I should get my hands on some hard copies here and bag and tag those things and put them away? God, no, those things aren't going to be worth anything. Is it I mean, because of digital? Do you think it's not going to be worth anything? Like, uh, no, because uh, the uh, well, this is a longer discussion. And as a matter of fact, but the internet and eBay ruined collecting of comic books. The comic book collecting was all about supply and demand. You couldn't get specialty comic books when you were some little, you know, idiot living in fucking bumfuck southern Ontario. Now, because of eBay and the internet, you can get that shit. So even comic books that I had that used to be worth something, they're not worth anything anymore because you can get that shit. It's not so hard to fucking get. I mean, that's... You're totally right, Downs. And the mm. thing is, too, is the direct market also killed that in a certain respect as well. Everything is heavily ordered and printed. The thing that makes... Uh, the, all those, you know, Detective Comics number uh, 27 and Action Comics number one is because they're rare. Like, issue one don't mean shit anymore. No one's getting rich off of you know, Superman number one that's going to come out in September. Yeah, I mean, like, there, there is, I mean, if, if you get the comic book art of the cover of that Superman number one, that's a collectible that will be worth something. There are still ways to get collectibles in the comic book in space. It's just, it's not the way that everyone thinks it is, because once everyone thinks that's the way to make money, it's not a way to make money anymore. You know what I mean? Everyone thinks, oh, I'll get issue number one of all these comic books, put them in a bag and a board, and one day my kids will be, you know, living the Vita Loca. Yeah. It's not, it's not true. But so, so let me go back because I want to say a couple of things. I mean, there's a couple of huge things right here. I mean, the one big thing is let's just talk about rebooting all these issues to number one since that's what we're talking about. I mean, uh, this is almost like the distance of, of a silver age to golden age almost if, it, if they stick with it. You know, my question always, always with something like this is, this is a marketing ploy, big business. Uh, you know, how long is it going to last? Are they really going to stick with shit? And in 20 years, are we going to say, holy fuck? Bruce Wayne was never Batman again. Like, that would be pretty bold shit. Well, I I completely agree, Downs, with what you're saying. They've got to kind of have the conviction to stick with some of these changes. I would not expect radical changes to Batman, to Green Lantern, that is for sure. Green Lantern's their number one property as in terms of comics. And hell, let's see how the movie does, maybe even in all media. They're gonna, they're gonna tweak a lot of maybe your B and C class characters, like things like Captain Adam, firestorm give them a little bit of polish and you know people got up in arms saying 
oh, come on, man, you're, 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 uh, taking this, you know, this comic's on issue 600. This, you know, action comics is on 900. You're going to put it back to number one. When you really think about it, the number of the comic is kind of fucking irrelevant. It really is about story. If it's good and it looks good, then just fucking read it. I think people should stop concerning themselves so much with, oh my God, another Wonder Woman issue one. Like, really, who cares? I mean, it's a marketing po- uh, ploy to Downs' point, but they, they're trying to move comic books. They're trying to get excitement uh, built under DC and attract a whole bunch of new readers. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing about it. Essentially, this whole geek news bit should be actually it's because it's two big discussion parts you know uh, same day digital print release and the whole rebooting of the dc universe but i mean as far as rebooting the dc universe goes i mean it's it's got to be done i mean i kind of almost applaud dc for at least going for it you know what i mean i hope they are going for it i hope they make something happen because you know at some point you know, digital comics is a new thing, and it could get new readers. And some new readers are going to c- come in and just see the basically the legacy of history before them and saying, what the fuck, I'm not going to waste my time trying to back history, all this reading, and so on and so on. I mean, not to say that doing that is not fun and interesting, which it is, but some people just don't want to do that. They want to be at square one. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who haven't been with comics a long time are thinking, hey, here's my chance to jump back on the train. Plus, it's a a massive financial investment for someone to go, like DJ saying, it's Action Comics number 900, only got 899 more to buy. Like, I think it's, even though people don't necessarily have to go back and buy all these things because a lot of times it's shorter stories and things like that, like, like how Dejo had me read Blackest Night, which is awesome. Something like this will take a casual reader like myself and might get me hooked on something new, especially if it's available on Comixology. Yeah, and I think that's what they're going for. Optically, you can go as a reader, hey, this is issue one. I'm getting in on the ground floor, even though, shit, you could still go out and buy all those old Superman stories and maybe old plot lines will still linger from that. But optically, it appears... This is a fresh start. But let's talk about that uh, digital because the, D- DC is really now being the first major big publisher to put that stake in the ground. A lot of uh, feedback came out on Twitter where they're going, hey, they're fucking over the uh, comic book stores. Do we believe that? You know what? Don't get me wrong. I love print. I love going to the comic book store and buying physical comics. Uh, it's 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 things I like to. It's something I really like to do. But you know what? It's not going to be around forever. And I think the concessions that they've made thus far with the digital pricing, basically making print and digital uh, at the same price for at least a month, is at least a nod in the direction that they haven't totally you know escaped to the digital age for crying out loud. Yeah, I mean, you know, the way I look at this, if we want to talk about fucking big business, at the end of the day, these guys are in the fucking business to sell comic books. If it's in a digital format or not, and, and to the pricing point, I don't like their pricing structure. I think it needs to come down some and be on the same day. And then you'll see a lot more fucking people buying fucking comic books. And I'm sorry if that means that brick-and-mortar stores may be the uh, going the way of the dodo. And I, it breaks my heart to say that, but that is fucking business moving on, bitches. That is what that's what the well, world is. Life moves on. Yeah, and that's that exactly what I was thinking, Downs. It's very kind of a sad thing, but it's happening to music, or has happened to music. It's ha- it's going to happen to everything, uh, and, and it's just a new age. It's not necessarily the death of comics. It could be the rebirth of comics, just like DC is doing. 
it's just a, it's a different way to get it. And like you're saying, it's probably going to involve a whole lot uh, more people or a new audience. Well, the thing is, too, the one thing that people have to remember is printed comics aren't gone. You're just giving people the choice. There's, yeah. You can still go to a store. It will hurt and get them, though. If their price point gets 99 cents for new issues, mm. uh, which no. you probably won't see, but if it was, then you're going to hurt. You're going to really hurt. Exactly. But I think, you know, there is the thought that maybe people are saying one day it'll be 100% digital. I don't know if that's going to be one year, five years, 10 years, but someone. You can bitch and moan, and I'm a nostalgic guy like Christian where I like my 22 pages being able to sit and read it on the toilet as well. But it's two, it's 2011, folks. Like, digital is here. It has to be a part of the equation, and it has to be an equal part of the equation. People yeah. right now will make the choice of how they want to read them. I think doing that same day and date uh, opens up to potentially a new audience. But I do agree with Downs. They are force-fitting printing mentality into their pricing, which I think they're going to quickly learn they're going to have to change. Yeah, I mean, well, what, is more, what is more important, seriously, the, the stores or the actual medium of comics themselves? You know what I mean? The, the, the most important thing right now is the comics survive. And, I mean, with, again, with music and even with novels and, like, look at e-book sales compared to, like, physical book sales. And, like, this is the only way that the market could go for comics, and they have to take a bold step to basically enter that friggin' market. You're totally right, Christian. It is in their best interest, in fact, to get new people hooked, even if it's at 99 cents per new issue, to get them hooked on the fucking subject matter. And, and as you say, it's the fucking medium of comic books, whether, whether the delivery medium is an iPad or a printed fucking piece of paper. It's about telling graphic graphic stories, you know what I mean? And we have to yeah. preserve that, however we do that. And that's the best. If we're getting new fucking customers by doing it this way at a cheaper price, then fucking do it. Yeah, yep, sell by volume. And I, I what I was going to say is I think DC is obviously throwing down the gauntlet here uh, to get in digital world. But I think the only recourse that Marvel has now is to obviously enter this into the digital world the same way, releasing their comic books on the same day. And what they're going to have to do, I, I predict is lower their prices and this is where the pricing war is going to start and that uh, only is a good thing for the consumer well god i only pray and hope and you know <laughs> wish with my fingers crossed all day long that there would be a pricing war because i mean it, it sounds like what dc is going for right now is that uh they're going to release i think regular issues and digital issues for uh Two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. If you want both a physical issue and a digital issue, it's three ninety nine. After one month, it goes down to a dollar ninety nine. Basically, basically meaning that the rationale is that if they want to do a sale, they will sell comics at fifty percent less, which is essentially ninety nine cents. Uh, I think if anything, within the last. Five years is a back issue should all be sold for ninety nine cents. That's my thought. I think I think if anyone wants to get an entry into what the hell is going on with comics or what happened in the past, ninety nine cents for crying out loud. It doesn't it doesn't there's no paper, there's nothing, there's no printing, this downloading is all it is for Christ's sakes. Yeah, and once again, this is my point is that they're appeasing the print world by putting it matching at the same price. It's baby steps. I my prediction is give it six months or uh, or a year, that digital 
uh, cost is got to go down. I think it has to be started. It, it, it has to. There is. I mean, it, it doesn't cost them the same amount. Like you know we've I mean? we've gone on about this in the past. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. This it, is just. It, there's no point in barking yeah. up that tree again. I mean, if I can buy a song for ninety nine cents by a freaking Philharmonic Orchestra for Christ's sakes, I can sure as hell buy Captain America. You know, run with Mark Grunwald for crying out loud for ninety nine cents an issue. Yeah, or and that's Sup- the- Superman uh, by Rob Williams. Yeah. It is. But they're, they're going to learn that, right? It's their, and even if they have to learn it the hard way. Think back, folks. Um, an album, a music album, used to cost twenty bucks. It's yeah. nine ninety nine now. Whether a comic book costs two ninety nine in printed format, in five years, where it's going to be a little different. But Andrew, I totally agree with you. Marvel before the end of twenty eleven will have to mimic and mirror this, as in all of the all of the big publishers, Image, Dark Horse, you name it. They will it's it's in, inevitable. They it's it would be bad business if they just went, oh let DC do that, whatever. They they I, sorry, I, I gotta say it's pretty great to be a comic book fan and see the shift in the business and you know hopefully this saves the the you know the art form. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm really curious to see what the whole list of fifty two is because there's only we only got a piecemeal amount right now, right? Yeah, they've, if you check out uh, DCComics.com, their blog, uh, The Source, which is actually pretty good, has been releasing comics. The full list will be available on June 13th, but they've been sprinkling out some uh, of the new 52 issues and or 52 series, and uh, some are pretty interesting, so go check that out. But uh, let's check out a Geek News. That's a, you know, head on over to our forums, though, if you want to continue this dialogue, because uh, we've got a thread there about this DC Comics initiative. But let's get into our topic tonight. And this is one that we like to call, I Stole This Topic. We've had, we did this on episode 70. So this is only the second time that we've done it. And very simply, this is where we rip off an idea of somebody else's. Like, why should we come up with our own subject matter when someone else has a perfectly good idea? This time, what we're doing is we are stealing the format of another podcast. Gasp. Uh, Unbelievable. This is, you know, subtly a recommendation for a podcast that we've mentioned a few times on this show. It's called Doug Loves Movies. It's one of my favorites. It's one of Christian's favorites. That's for sure. And you know what? Stealing, in my opinion, is the one of the nicest forms of flattery. So sorry, Doug. Uh, so very simply, uh, peeps, if you've never listened to Doug Loves Movies, what we're going to do is kind of give you the Atomic Geeks taste of it. We're going to follow the very uh, same uh, direction that he does on his shows because we like movies, and we figure if you listen to our show, you'd probably enjoy his as well. So on that note, it's time for Michael Loves Movies. Mike Loves Movies. Guys, I am joined with me today by Andrew Bloom, Christian Nielsen, Mike Down. So to get started... Let's talk about we have a little to smoke mo- a really big joint first. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, Yay, I think- <laughs> my favorite topic ever. Yeah, I should say, I guess we should be incredibly high if we really wanted to do this topic justice. But- well, po- podcasting gets me high, so I'm there, pal. <laughs> Christian's always high on life. But uh, but let's start with you, Christian. Uh, you know, let's. What's the most recent movie that you've seen? I'm assuming it's what Mac and Me or something. 
Have you guys seen that Goonies movie? That those kids <laughs> freaking are hilarious. And they find treasure. Oh, it's an adventure. Uh, <laughs> actually, it's funny you mentioned that because this is the perfect time to ask me that question because uh, just a week or so ago, uh, I went out to the movie theater establishment and saw that movie Thor. And uh, I thought it was awesome. I mean, if I'm going to make uh, a couple of complaints, minor, minor complaints, because don't get me wrong, I thought the movie was great. These are my minor complaints. Uh, one, I thought it may have been slightly too short. And two, I thought Asgard might have been a bit too streamlined for my taste, but still pretty decent. Now, what do you mean by streamlined? Like, I mean, I, when I think Asgard and Vikings and stuff like that, I think of more like castles and things like that. Not like all the kind of the stainless steel kind of shiny bedrooms and stuff like that they had there. I understand it's kind of like Viking heaven or whatever the heck it is, but still. Viking again, minor heaven. Complaint. I believe that's Valhalla. Is the but word. you know what I'm saying, though. Friggin' no. God, friggin' town. Whatever the heck you call it. I thought, see, to me, I thought Asgard looked pretty fucking awesome. I didn't. I didn't have. I didn't think it looked bad. I'm just saying, in my mind's eye, so to speak, when I think of Asgard, I think of kind of like more rustic, so to speak. You know, more castle-y. Now, Downs, you also saw Thor too, right? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. You know, I'm not sure if I'm picking up what you're putting down on that one, but I gotta say, I de- I do agree that it felt a little too short. It felt not necessarily rushed, but it was okay. You know, in and out, a little bit of how's your father? You know, here's some Thor, and now thank you very much on your own way. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it seemed to be over quick. Yeah, it's a pretty tightly plotted little film, yeah. uh, and maybe that's to its credit that it doesn't plod away on kind of pointless shit. Yeah, but... yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't you know, it wasn't like you know, you were screaming for more necessarily. That story there wasn't a whole lot told in that either. You know, he came to Earth and whatever. But it, I was, I thought I, if I didn't say it, it was fucking great, I loved it. I was thought it was kicked ass. Loki was awesome for crying out loud. He was just perfect. Now, see, that was a compliment when I said you could be Loki last week. <laughs> <laughs> now, Andrew, you saw this, and you, uh, when we talked about it in our dueling uh, atomic picks a few dueling, weeks ago, dueling banjos, yeah, yep, you felt it was a little cheese, cheese. It well, it had some cheddar stink to it. Just the Earth stuff. I loved the Valhalla and the the ice planet. What was that called? I don't Fun even town? want to try to bastardize that. Ice, 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 ice giant land. Oh, Jotunheim. No, Jotunheim. Uh, that's Hoth, Hoth, I'm pretty sure is the name of that. Yes, yeah. Hoth. Wampaville. North Pole. Um, I the stuff there was excellent. When the his buddies came down and uh, were wandering around the streets of Little Town, USA, it looked stupid. It just looked dumb. It, I, felt, I just, it felt comic booky. It, I know. Uh, I just I just had. A, I think if I watch it again, I really I, you know I enjoyed it. And I want to just love the fuck out of this movie. Or fuck the love out of it, one of the two. And, but, uh. I know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> but it just, it, I just was holding back a groan when I saw that part. I just, yeah, but I, they didn't exploit that. I mean, at least they didn't have him, like, go to the tailors and get fancy new freaking, like, you know. That's true. Uh, human clothes or try to you drive cars done. or shit like that. At least it was kind of like, hey, we're Vikings, you know what I mean? And who was the, you know, who was the big guy? What's he from again? He was in some TV show. Oh. Rome. Oh, the actor? That's it. He's from Rome. Yeah, yeah. The oh. one, yeah, yeah, the one guy was Buddy's uh, right hand man in on the HBO show Rome, right? And he, that was a, been, yeah, that was a decent show too. He, he's been actually in a lot of stuff. He's actually a pretty good little character who shows up once in a while as this kind of right hand muscle uh, guy. I liked him in this. As soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh, it's that fucking dude from Rome. Um, you know, and I, I thought again, you know, I thought the stuff when Thor would be like, uh, you can't. 
brick my skin. I'm the, you know, son of Asgard. And then, like, he would, like, pass out. I thought that shit was fucking hilarious. Like, I literally laughed, laughed out loud that, like, that is exactly the tone I expected from Marvel superhero stuff. So I, I really thought it, it hit everything it was supposed to. I think, yeah, maybe. or like when he goes, "I like, uh, I like this coffee." Smash! Give me another. <laughs> yeah, and I and Andrew, to your point, the Asgard stuff is better. I mean, anyone would likely ninety percent of people would probably say that. But I <laughs> like the fish out of water shit I, on Earth. I didn't. I never rolled my eyes and groaned at any of the stuff that maybe some people would say is. Cheesy. I thought yeah. it fit the 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 tone of the movie. I mean, he's a you know he's an Asgardian god, which they kind of downplayed the god element, which probably quite a bit. Smart. Yeah, yeah, quite a did. bit. Yeah, you yeah. you didn't get a good feel. Like obviously, you saw his fighting powers, but it would have been good to see like how indestructible and powerful he was. So then you had a good comparison when he landed on Earth. But they, uh, they, I think as a whole, though, they kind of st- they stayed kind of a way of playing up that god angle and almost played the Asgardians as just another alien race almost, right. you know? Right. But but that's the the point is, is you don't get that feeling so much. Obviously, he does some really superhuman feats when he's on Asgard, but you don't get that feeling that he's so indestructible that when he's on Earth and getting taken down by a bunch of dudes, that it's so out of place, but I, it did. I, I think I, but my he had problem been is powered, right? That, well, yeah. exactly. But that's what I mean. You didn't feel it as much as if he was like on Asgard lifting asteroids and throwing them or something. Like I, it, it's a stupid, uh, complaint, but my problem, I think my problem is when I go to see these movies, I get so excited for them that I get uncomfortable when they go by so fast. Like I just hate it. Like it just goes, you go get all excited to see a new movie and you sit down with your popcorn and it feels like it's going too fast. And I'm like, slow down. Don't rush so much. Enjoy this. I I loved it. I, I, like I said, I, I claim it's at least in the top five of superhero movies ever made. I I think it deserves it. I think it's as good or as damn close to uh, the first Iron Man. But what are the top, say, what are your top five? Like you say, no particular order Not to call you out, but. In no particular order, I would say Superman 2 deserves to be in there, X2, uh, Iron Man 1, Thor, and, uh, maybe the Dark, and the Dark Knight. Yeah, cause the Dark Knight is awesome. Superman 2, yeah, I agree. Thor, I just, it feels that when you try to do that, like there's too many movies, uh, to put in, but then when you think about it, there's probably not that many great superhero movies. Uh, to me, well, out, outside of those five, what else would you call even half decent? Well, like Spider Man. Yeah, a lot of people like Spider Man. Yeah, no kidding. One and the first one, right. yeah. And the second one. What are you talk about? The second one was even better. You love Spider Man. Yeah, but Spider Man Two was was critically acclaimed as much better than the first one. Well, and I like the first one because it's like I love a fucking origin story. Well, and, and you've, you've got movies like V for Vendetta, you know, not to you know not True. to go of a whole different Watchmen, angle, but Watchmen, right? Like, I mean, there's a lot of movies to mention. You know, I th- but I think, I mean, Mike's pretty bang on. You know, I mean, you talk about I think when people when I mean, this is a topic we should have had for a whole fucking podcast. But yeah, what are the the quintessential superhero? Uh, Show, uh, movies, you know, Superman 2 is obviously the thing we hold, uh, almost everything to. X-Men 2 obviously is right up there. Um, the Dark Knight has to be mentioned. Uh, I think, I agree. I think Iron Man, uh, the first one is pretty fucking flawless. And I think Thor is, is right here as well. So, I mean, you know. I don't, but I, in my head, there's, there's some other movies I, I, I can't think of at the moment that I, I just think have been missed somehow for some reason. I don't know. 
Yeah. Level, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, we weren't really necessarily prepared to do a whole dissection of the best superhero. Of the best superheroes. But I think the short, the short answer is Thor deserves to at least be held in that company, whether it's top five, six, or seven, or whatever. Yeah, agreed. Uh, it, it's as good, I, I think, as you said, it's as good as a fucking Iron Man was. Uh, you know, for Marvel Studios, uh, and to your point, I thought this was, again, to like the jokiness of it or whatever, this was a perfectly, it fit Thor and Marvel very well. They're doing a great job of getting their characters and the tones of their movies. I know you guys weren't big on the Fantastic Four, but I think... You know, most of their movies have been pretty good on the tone of their characters. You know what I mean? Maybe not the Hulk even so much either or Daredevil, but, you know, maybe at a 60%, 70% rate. They're getting their – the tone of this, the tone of Iron Man are perfect for the characters. Well, the thing is, too, Iron Man and Thor are the first two films that were not licensed out by Marvel. They, everything else, Spidey, X-Men, Punisher, you name it, were – Marvel handed off to other companies, like, and handed off to other studios. Uh, this is the first films that Marvel, the Marvel people are, are actually have control over. That's why I think you're seeing a major difference in things like Thor and Iron Man. And we're going to probably see that in Cap and most notably the Avengers is there, it feels more Marvel universe. Is uh, the new Spider-Man going to be part of that universe? No, Sony has the license, and as long as they keep producing films, uh, they'll keep it. That's probably why things like, I believe it's Fox, has uh, the X-Men, and uh, Sony has Spider-Man. If they, they don't lose the licensing agreement as long as they kind of keep producing content. Fuck, I'm, I, we have to have a conversation with that. I have serious doubts about long? that Spider-Man movie. Well, it's they. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they signed for like a ten picture deal, yeah. eight picture deal. But Sony still has control over Spider Man, mm. and Fox has you know X Men, for example. Uh, but let's move on. So, uh, Andrew, you're a big movie theater guy. What's or or DVD, Blu Ray man? Uh, what what what's the most recent thing you've seen? Uh, I mentioned it last week for my Atomic pick. I saw Kung Fu Panda, uh, which Dude. I really liked. You know, it's it's like a it's a it's kind of a kids movie, but fuck man, it's it's kung fu. <laughs> what do you mean it's kind of a kids movie? Here's know, a news flash. It right. is a child is movie. It, is it weird that I got the kids meal too? Like the little popcorn <laughs> and the drink was the size of my hand. Like it That's was right. made me it's feel it, like a giant though. With his panda hat on in the theater, right in front of a five year old. Yeah! <laughs> that's that's basically. I did that for an hour straight. I've I've actually not seen Kung Fu Panda the original. You know, I would suggest watching that. Like it, Jack Black, his humor comes across pretty well in the character. Um, the Kung Fu, I know in the second one, the first one, I think it was pretty decent. In the second one, it was in 3D, and they do pretty decent job 3D in in cartoons. Uh, but the Kung Fu was actually kind of entertaining, and there's some really funny jokes uh, that make fun of some usual. Um, uh, film, uh, devices that, that usually happen, like, you know, yelling at the villain from up top a mountain or a, or a, a building and the villain's like, what, what is he saying? I don't understand what he's saying. I made the mistake of showing, uh, my three and a half year old son, the first Kung Fu Panda. Needless to say, I've been his practicing dummy for the last week for crying out loud. Yeah. Hey daddy. Hi <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. You know, it's. You, I, I'm going to go back to that. You know, it is a kid movie, obviously, Bloom. But the times are different. I mean, these CGI films, they're making for kids, but they can be appreciated by adults. Yep. 
Yeah, and that's – go ahead. It's true because I think it would be a lot weirder if we were doing this podcast maybe a decade ago when you were like, most recent movie I saw by myself in the theater was Pocahontas. Like then yes, it would be – was Snow White. And the weird part is the podcast would be over two-way radio. <laughs> yeah, but don't get me wrong. I look forward to seeing some of these kid animated movies only to watch them for my son to make sure that they're the content is suitable for his viewing at a later yeah. date. Yes, of course, of course. <laughs> Yeah, it's entertainment. Like to me, I love going to the I love going to the theater. I had seen Thor. I have seen Pirates Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, I didn't really want to go see Fast Five, and I'll be honest. Like I kind of looked at. it, I said I would really enjoy it this Sunday. I think it was Sunday, Sunday night or Sunday afternoon. Flick. I don't think we have to really defend seeing these CGI films without kids. I mean, everyone no, knows I Pixar. Did. I did to the mothers around me, uh, the little children, because they were afraid that I wanted to steal their kids. But well, <laughs> I, think you movie, apolo- I think you had to apologize because you were not wearing any pants. In the- well, that and I kept sitting on people's laps. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the movie, Junior, where are you? Where did you go? <laughs> so bad. <laughs> and so, that's still their popcorn. So, I mean, I have heard Kung Fu Panda 2 is really good. I, I read somewhere that they were claiming – the, the writers have this planned out that there's five more fucking movies in this series or something. Well, you know, the nice thing is, is, is for the most part, people's voices don't age. So Jack Black can still play that guy. It doesn't matter how fat and shitty and old he gets. He still can play that character because he's just vo- adding his, lending his voice. I'd worry maybe Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> Or some of the older. It doesn't mean anyone's going to pay any money to fucking listen to it. Though. I was going to say a lot of people might argue the fact that Jack Black is fat and shitty right now. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. He already he already is, but you don't see him. He's also playing a panda, which is kind of fitting because he's pretty chubby. Mm. You 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 just saw uh, Kung Fu Panda, Christian. You didn't like it, like. Oh, I didn't say I didn't like it. I'm just saying uh, I thought it was fun. I mean, I actually, to be totally honest, I only caught the last hour uh, with the boy. Idiot. Anyway, but there's a lot of fighting and belly smacking and stuff. The second one is actually, I'm not going to say more mature because it's not, but it's got a lot more adult humor that I think kids might not pick up on. It has a lot of things in it that, like I'm saying, you would appreciate as a film fan because they make fun of some film uh, thingy-majiggers. I'm good with English. Filming yes. film conventions. Conventions. Oh, God, I was looking for that, and I kept thinking thingies. Con- convincers. Oh, thingamajiggers. King totally McThinkers. So, Downs, what about you? Like, uh, it doesn't have to necessarily be the theater, Downs. What, well, you know, if you saw something on DVD or if you saw you caught something cool that we haven't mentioned in the theater, what about you? What's the most recent flick you've caught? Unfortunately, it's Iron Man, or not Iron Man, uh, Thor, as we've already discussed, but I did want to use this time to talk about the fact that there's a drive-in, you know, up the road from my house, and, you know, as much as I don't, you know, I could give or take seeing movies in a theater, I love seeing movies in a drive-in, as a matter of fact, and I definitely want to do that before we head back east. Way more blowjobs. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> much more blowjobs. Not when you have a seven-year-old and a three-year-old in the car with you. But I don't even want to get into that. <laughs> I was going to say, I guess it depends on your tastes. Oh, oh my God. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. That was Christ. terrible. <laughs> Please erase that from. Uh... Or I was going to say, what drive ins are you going to? Welcome to Porno Drive In. Kung Fu Panda playing now. <laughs> no, but I hope the uh, drive ins don't disappear. I mean, they're not as prevalent no, as they yeah, almost already have. Yeah. It's a cool movie going experience. 
Yeah, but they don't do it like they used to. Do. I mean, I guess what, you, you get the, the audio from the, the radio now. Well, that's that's better because now they've gone to FM stereo radio. So when people have a little bit better, because cars come with better stereo systems in them now. So you're sitting there and you get not theater sound because it's in stereo, but you can get closer to theater type sound in your car where before you had the A&W uh, radio thing hanging in your window so you, funny, you know. Yeah, but that was part of the experience, man. Those things were awesome. Those big, huge, gigantic, <laughs> robotic fucking things. They were like, awesome. They were almost like a CV. You almost wish you could go like breaker, breaker, like you could talk <laughs> into it or something. I but I that's it's funny though. Like you know, like there's two of us in the podcast. I actually have drive-ins fairly close to where they live because there's a drive-in near us too. I have one too. I, I, at some point, really, holy shit! That I and I want that eventually. I want to take you know the boy and my little girl to. Sit there and pay you no know, too much money for them to get in and watch them fall asleep halfway through a movie. Wait, wait until they're a little older and then you can get drunk in the back seat and make them drive home. There's actually, I do that. There's actually I do that a, a drive in in right downtown Toronto as well. Now that I think about it, there uh, is. Yeah, there's well for our you know for Toronto people, it's at the docks. Oh, do they still do that down there? Yeah. So it's like uh, I forgot. I've not even thought about that. I mean, I do. I think it is a fun movie going experience, even for you know, the, it's fun for the family or it's fun on a date or whatever. People aren't utilizing these. I hope they we just don't lose it. I had an aunt and uncle uh, in Denmark, where my family is from, and they lived in a third floor apartment near a shopping mall. And the weird thing about the shopping malls is they actually had drive-in movies. But what they, the, the the screen was placed perfectly right in front of their kitchen window. So at night, the movies would play. They would sit at their kitchen table, click at their radio, and able to tune into the movie that was playing right in front of their apartment window. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Nice. That was that's hilarious. Totally awesome. Oh, my God. That's a dream come true. Yeah. That is a dream. For people like us, that is a dream come true. It's not a really big dream, but it's a dream come true. It would be better if it was a balcony. But through a little kitchen window, I mean, what are you going to beggars can't be choosers, but still. Yeah. But I mean, it's like, a, like, it's a so, nap dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, you know, I remember being a, as a kid going with my family and like going and playing on the like the uh, they, they they had a like little the world's shittiest playground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like in, in, in front of the uh, drive, and before <laughs> the movie would start, right when it was still light out, it would yeah. be like a seesaw and like these little fucking animals. A burning tire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like bad, bad, bad fucking play. Well, yeah, yeah, you get tetanus shots after you ride on the swim empty, for crying out loud. An empty case of beer and <laughs> throw the bottle at your friends. That's right. <laughs> I have more memories of drive-ins uh, in high school because I yeah. think kids like to do that because then they would throw beers in the back, you know, try to sneak them in. You'd be shoving them in your pockets and hiding them under the seats and everything like that because they used to start checking. And then some buddies would have a, a truck, so you'd sit in the back and they'd have those huge subwoofer, uh, you know, cabinets that you'd sit in front of or get a mattress in the back and hello. Yeah, man, that was, that's when I did. My parents didn't take us to a lot of drive-ins. I, oh. it's more, it's more, they did, but it was, my memories are more from high school era. The, to, well, see, to the, your point, Bloom. The, the, the drive-in near my house uh, shut down, so I never got to, like, do the high school make-out drive-in session. It was, uh, so, oh. you know, I only, yeah. I only had it as a kid, as an adult. I never had it as, yeah. a, like, teenage my- my only driving experience was basically going to see the movies in my pajamas. I never did that again until I was like 18. <laughs> well, it's funny. Everyone makes those jokes about, you know, making out and having, getting it on at the drive-in. I don't think that ever happened for me. I remember watching movies 
I, you know, for me personally, I'd be like, get off. I'm trying to watch get, it. Listen, listen. It's the, you know, I'm watching Crawl. Leave me alone. Get yeah. off. It's Total That's... Recall. <laughs> Schwarzenegger's on the screen. I actually saw Total Recall in a uh, drive-in, I must say. Uh, but talking about what I saw in terms of uh, the most recent movie, to just kind of close the loop here, I got a chance to, I saw X-Men First Class. Oh. You're and my my thoughts are because obviously Christian is so petrified of spoilers. I can't believe Magneto dies. No, what? <laughs> no. But, uh, it's it's very good. I uh, to me it's it's not as good as Thor. Uh, just because uh, there's a freshness to Thor because it's so different. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in the sense, uh, you know, it's quite a Thor's just uh, such a unique, different look at superheroes that we haven't quite seen. X-Men, this is the fourth film, fifth, if you want to include that terrible fucking uh, Wolverine movie. But I can report that it is better than uh, X3 without question. I would even say it's probably better than the first X-Men. It's nowhere near as good as X2. Uh, but it's a nice return to form for the X-Men series, and they could probably make a couple films through uh, in this timeline because uh, James McAvoy and uh, Michael Fassbender, the two guys that play Professor X and uh, Eric Lenshar, are fucking fantastic. That that really anchors the movie. They are yeah. great. That guy, when I saw Dude Face who plays uh, Professor Xavier... I, was, I actually was like, that's good. The other guy who plays Magneto, I don't know. Oh, dude, he's better. I is would he? almost say Michael Fassbender, the, uh, if no one knows I who that change, is. I want to change my last name to Fassbender. Yeah. He's the guy from, uh, he was in Inglorious Bastards. He's going to be a big movie star, I think. He is he's, just. He's eight foot six. Yeah, he is a giant of a man. No, I think he's going to, he just has that sort of, uh, that it factor. Uh, he's really good. And. The thing that's so cool as I'm, I'm thinking as I'm watching Thor and now, you know, X-Men First Class and I anxiously await the other ones is they are doing shit in movies that you're like, I can't believe as a kid that this stuff would have been in, uh, in film, you know, and we've all seen Thor here. So spoilers, uh, everybody, you know, when, when Thor, Christian, you've seen it. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Uh, Thor, you know using the hammer and trying to destroy the rainbow bridge. Like that's where you're going, wait a minute, are they doing this in a movie? Like there are moments like that in X-Men first class uh, towards the end, the big climactic battle where you're like, come on, man, this is awesome. Like as a, a child of the eighties and just who grew up when there really wasn't these types of films or they weren't possible to make, it is pretty super stuff. So it's good. And I will say there's two very, very clever cameos, but I won't spoil those. Is it me? Andrew yes. is in it, and a- Andrew Bloombender, <laughs> Bloombender, and I can't believe this, but Robin Williams as Superman is in it as well. <laughs> it's I predicted it here. You remember that? There we go. That's the great running joke. Oh yes, we'll find a way to make it funny. Let's so, guys, work. you want to play the Leonard Malton game? I yeah, I'm gonna lose. No. Yes. <laughs> this is a dream come true for me because I love that fucking podcast. I know maybe one day I might be able to play the game if he comes at uh, Doug, uh, what's his head, Benson. comes to town to a club. Should we give more props to him since we stole this shit? Or I've you... said it already. Don't worry. I'll say it again at the end. So his name's what? Darg Bonstone. So uh, a, a 
big part of the way that basically Doug Benson ends all of his podcasts is they play the Leonard Moulton game. And Andrew, Christian, and Downs are about to embark on this. The way it does is uh, I've used Leonard Moulton's handy iPhone app. I'm using it on my iPad, though. And uh, it's kind of hard. It's a mouthful to explain how this works. But basically is they're going to get categories of movies and then they're going to be given how many names of uh, are the amount of people that are in the cast. And then it almost becomes like name that tune. You're going to bid how many names uh, if that I read off from the bottom that you could guess the film. But now today, uh, Doug Benson's show, uh, each of the people usually play for someone in front uh, from an audience because the podcast is recorded in front of a live audience. And that person would win a, a bunch of prizes. What's going to happen today is the winner of uh, our little showdown is going to get a free beer from each of us at the Session Beer Festival that we're heading to in Toronto on June 25th, and we're going to be recording a video cast on uh, at that thing, fellas. So keep a, an eye out for that, fans. So that's the deal. The winner is, ba- is getting three or is getting four. Oh, three. I'm sorry. My math is terrible. I'm three sorry. beers. <laughs> Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. Jury's got to buy him one, too. Okay, four beers. Thanks, Downs, for that recovery. And you have to drink oh. them all at once. All right. So let's hey, get started. Hey, DJ, sorry to cut you off, but can I make a, uh, a caveat here that no one's allowed to use imdb.com since we are not in front of yes. each other like on Doug Loves Movies? We're on the honor system. Oh, God. I thought that – I mean, oh, thank you for saying that. I guess Downs is a big cheater. You're yeah. probably right, Andrew. So no, well, I was more worried about <laughs> – I was more worried about myself, actually. Oh, you also got to mention that you also have to give the year, I think, of the movie, and then you give a little. I know, clue, I, I guess that, but I'm not gonna. I, what, though people will get that as we get into it. Chris. Try to I'm make it quick. Give, I'm sorry. I'm just yeah. a big fan of this friggin' uh, whole. I'm not gonna give deep. people. Uh, so fans, bear with us as the game starts going. You'll understand it. So I am going to start with Mr. Downs. He's going to be the first person to get us going. <laughs> Okay, so Downs, these are your three category choices. Okay. Uh, the day of this recording is June 6th, and it's so that is Dana Carvey's birthday. Mm-hmm. So these are uh, one of the categories is Dana Carvey movies. Uh, the other category is All That Zazz. So those are films directed by any of the Zucker brothers or Jim Abrams. Okay, and, all right. And the last category is Down's Syndrome. And this <laughs> is, the way Down Syndrome works is, these movies have the word, either the word big or business in the title. <laughs> <laughs> so which category? Oh, my God. Down? I almost want to go with that category just to see what it's going to do. Um uh, what's the second one again? It's uh, all that zazz, Dana right. Carvey movies, or Down syndrome. Yeah, it's either uh, all that zazz or Down syndrome. Um, big or business? Dana Carvey. <laughs> uh, let's go with all that zazz, I suppose. Okay. So, do you want a movie from 1998, 1995, or 2003? I'll go with 1995, please. Okay, so this is the part in the game where I read off a little bit of uh, Leonard Moulton's review, and I try to pick something that's not going to spoil it, so it's almost not going to be helpful at all. 
So this is from 1995. He gives it three stars. I don't know if I'm going to uh, agree with Len on that one. He says this is a romantic adventure saga, and it's also got awkward narrative moments. And there are there are ten names, Downs. Ten names. Okay. Um, well, I can name that, and I would say seven names for sure. Seven names. Seven names. Okay, Andrew, you're not. You're up next. Okay. Do I say how many names? You have to bid lower or tell Five. Downs to name that movie. Five. Holy fuck. Christian. I'm going to go with four. Four. Downs, you want to go lower or, or, or tell him to name that movie? Um, what happens if you go lower and don't get it right? Do you get the person that uh, tells you the person that tells you to name it gets yeah. the point? Uh, and we're playing to three points, I should say. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to say name it. I suppose to Christian. All right, Christian. So what the uh, I'm going to be reading from the bottom up. And Christian, you said what four names? Yeah. Okay. So here are your names: Joe Gilgood. <laughs> Ralph Innocen, Colin McCormick, and Valentine Pelka. Perfect. I I got this. Is it Ghost? That is incorrect. Uh, <laughs> so Downs gets the point. Uh, does anyone have a guess on that? Well, is it something have... about Mary? No, we have, it's a Zaz movie, guys. So you're, not, was... you're not even in the right category, right? So no, but no. I was but, closer like... than Ghost. <laughs> yeah, but Z- Jerry Zucker directed Ghost, dude. That's what I'm saying. You're Ghost. <laughs> the, I'm going to lose keep, this game. Let me keep reading the uh, the names off. Okay. Uh, Christopher Villiers. Perfect. That should that should seal it. No, I'm uh, Liam Cunningham. I say it's ben, top secret. I don't know. Ben Cross, Julia Ormond. Oh, Julia uh, Ormond. hot shots. Richard Gere. Richard Gere and Sean Connery. First night? First night, is oh, it? Oh my God. I was about to say that. I would never have gotten that movie. Yeah, that's that's Jerry well, I guess you just did. If you. Well, now I did. Well, you were the whole entire cast. I got to put two and two together, for Christ's yeah, sake. Yeah, that's uh, Jerry Zucker, uh, one of the Zucker brothers, got on this little tangent where he decided after he directed Ghost that he was like, I'm a legit director, so I'm going to do this fucking terrible night movie. Uh, that no one watched. I mean, he gave, Leonard Maltin gave that shit three stars. That's being extremely generous. If you read the fine print, it's out of ten. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, that's yeah. I was going on a on a hunch that it was like that. That was it was the ghost. Like you were throwing out a, a curveball with yeah. ghosts. I knew he directed uh-huh. that. I have movie. no idea what's going on. Okay, well, Downs <laughs> has the point. Andrew, you are up. Okay, here are your categories. So once I'll give you the Dana Carvey movies as well, being at his birthday. You also have superhero movies. Oh, boy. Those are films that are superhero films. <laughs> and you also have Bloom's Favorites. Uh, are those Russ Meyer films? And those are films with dragons. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. So, Andrew, which category do you want? Oh, you want to take your namesake, but fucking movie with dragons? What the hell? Um, I, I yeah, I'm gonna do it. Bloom's favorites. Bloom's uh, favorites. Yeah. Okay, do you want a film with dragons from 1981, 1984, 
or 2005? 2005. Oh, fuck. 2005. I remember a dragon movie back then. I think it was one I invented. Was it 81, 84 in 2005? Yep. I'm going to take 1981. Oh. Okay. Leonard Moulton gives this three stars. And here it's a an enjoyable fantasy adventure with a mostly British cast. And there are six names. Six? God. I'll name that in six. <laughs> Christian, what about you? What's your bid? Oh, my God. It, it's, it's, it's almost, I'm almost like thinking to myself, you know what? Name that movie. Exactly. Okay. Why, why Is that you what you're going to do? Yeah. Uh, All right, Andrew. I think I, I, think I may actually know the movie, but I'm telling him name that movie. I have Andy, an idea, you want me to... too. I think I know where it might be, but let's just All right. All right, Boom. Do you want the uh, the details again? Uh, no, it's 1981 Dragon movie, mostly British film, three stars, uh, uh, six of Six people. names, and that's I'm wow, going to read really them to you right game. now. <laughs> All right. Okay. This is the bad part. Albert, Albert Salmi. Oh, he's so good in that other movie. <laughs> Peter Iyer. Or ear, uh, John Hallam, Ralph Richardson, Caitlin Clark, and hopefully this first name helps you out. <laughs> Peter McNichol. Oh, oh my! God. Going, I... You know what it is, don't you, Christian? No, I don't. <laughs> I think I, I can't remember the name. It's. Well, you're not guessing now. Oh, so I should up. have taken the 2001. Can I guess what that is without any clues later? Yes, but you um, have to guess this one now. Oh yes, I have to do that. Peter McNichol. <sighs> any relation to Christian McNichol? As I was going to say, it's his her father. third cousin. Not- <laughs> um, Hates dragons. <laughs> so what what did Leonard Mullen say again? It was a what? An enjoyable <laughs> fantasy adventure. Like that's going to help. Yeah. Uh, Phil, filled with people with bad teeth. Mostly British <laughs> cast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Take a guess. Fucking Dragon Slayer. You're right. Oh, that was all. Oh, yeah. uh, That's the one where the guy had the. He made the. Uh, oh. He he made the uh, shield from the dragons. Yes. Yes, I remember that fucking movie. I've seen it a couple times. I just remember the title of that movie just now that Andrew said it. You fucking cock. I. You know what though? I it actually had fucking dragon in front of it. Like fucking dragon slayer was the original title. No, you said what did you say? Dragon slayer. Well, okay, I was gonna say you didn't say dragon's lair for now. Dragon's lair. Okay, can I just throw it out there? What was the the two thousand and what? The other one. Okay. Do you want to? I'm not going to play it. I just, I'm just going to tell you what I think it is. What's the okay. date? 2005. 2005. Was it Aragon? You are incorrect. Was it? Is it Reign of Fire? You are incorrect. Oh, good. We didn't. It is Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Oh. Uh, I just, yeah, the, I just the, cut up on all of those. By the way, by the way, I'm ready to see the new freaking movie in the theater. Like I was going to say, I thought it was that dragon animated movie. But mm. okay, so Bloom has a point. Downs has a point. Christian, zero. But wow. at Christian, it's your turn. So let's get Oh, boy. All right. So uh, category choices, Dana Carvey movies still on the table, um, superhero movies, and Christian movies. And by this, it is can either be films that star Christian Slater or Christian Bale. 
Uh, Poor Dana Carvey movies. They're getting picked up as much as, as he. You know what, though? I'm going to go. I'm going to go outside the box. I'm actually going to go with Dana Carvey movies. Okay. Oh, I so got Chris, it. I know what it is. Do you want a Dana Carvey movie from 1990, 1994, or 2002? I'm going to go 1990. All right. Leonard Malton gives this two and a half stars. He says it's an innocuous comedy. And it sucks. Let me see. Never catches fire. And it has eight names. I will guess that movie in eight names. Downs? I could guess that movie in seven names. Names. Andrew. I'm thinking for a second here. Uh Downs name that movie. Okay, hold on. Now, let me. You got to break down all of the categories again for me, DJ, before we go through the names, okay? Okay. So it's a Dana Carvey movie from 1990, two and a half stars. It's an innocuous comedy and never catches fire. There are, you're getting what, seven names, was it? Yeah. Six. Oh, six names. No, six. no, no seven. You, you said eight. You said eight. He, said he said seven. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. Okay. Yeah, that's I right. Mean, five names. Uh, he said two. So he <laughs> got seven names. <laughs> All right, hit me with the names. Let's go. All right. Sally Gracie Del... No, well, actually, no, wait. Del Close, Sally Gracie, Doris Bellack, James Tolkien, Milo O'Shea, what? Julia Campbell, and Todd Graff. <laughs> Was the last name Dana Carvey? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jesus. He's actually what? He's top build. I will spoil that. I want to guess after Downs tries. <laughs> and so, what, what year is this? 1990. 1990. Oh, man. I don't You're know. You're 12 years old. <laughs> <laughs> what? How was I? No. I was... Take a guess. <laughs> 17 years old. Today. Dana Carvey probably just left Saturday Night Live. Right, around this time period? Full of beans, movie contracts. You know, we're not talking about Wayne's World. Um, was there any other characters he played from Sunday Night Live I'm thinking about uh, that were turned into movies? Uh, let's see. Did they do like a, they didn't do like a church lady movie. He wasn't Pat. Um, anyone help me out with any of his other characters? <laughs> There's no uh, help. <laughs> it was uh, starring Dana Carvey. No, uh, what was the uh, what was the uh, the twins, the Arnold Schwarzenegger twins? Uh, Can you name uh, the third person that you? <laughs> I mean, there's only one above the above Dana Carvey, right? No, Dana Carvey is the star. You're, you're basically missing two names. Dana Carvey's the top build person. Yeah, basically starting from the bottom of the of the cast. And there's someone, and there, oh, so there's someone after him that I didn't yeah. hear. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> Motherfuck. Uh, I don't know. I guess uh, Wayne's World two. Uh, no. Are you going to guess, Christian? Yeah, is it Opportunity Knocks? It's Opportunity Knocks. Mm. Ah, that was mine, too. Is there ah, another stupid turtle movie that he did? See, that's a, yeah, but, the turtle movies, that's probably, that's too late, though. What's that's, that one that's, called? That's later. That yeah, was the 2002 I, one, actually. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, he started out really horribly in movies, right? The only good movies he made were essentially Wayne's Was World. Opportunity yeah, Knocks yeah. really that bad? It was bad. And then there was another movie he made where he was like uh, an amnesiac or something like that. I can't remember <laughs> what it was called. 
So did, I, I think that was Christian. Did you tell Christian him to name it? Point. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay, so no, why no, did no, I told no, him to no, name no, it? Andrew did. Yeah. Oh no, Andrew did. I'm sorry. Oh, yes, you're right. Andrew, Andrew has two points. Cheater. Andrew has two points. Christian zero and Downs one. So because it's my turn, isn't it? It's Downs's turn. Okay, so here are your categories, Downs. All right. Also today. At the time of this recording, it is Paul Giamatti's birthday. So we have Paul Giamatti movies. We also another category is Bad Beer. So this this these are movies with either old or Milwaukee in the uh, title. <laughs> <laughs> or uh Down's Syndrome. All right, let's go with is, the Down Syndrome. You're doing the this is movies. With either big or business in <laughs> the name of the oh, film. So do you want a movie from 1986, 1988, or 1998? Uh, I'll just go with 86. Earlier the better. One and a half stars. I disagree with Leonard Malton right here. So this is... A movie. <laughs> high tech uh, high tech Indiana Jones style adventure with good electronic music. And there are seven names. And sorry, what's the year of this again? Eighty six? Eighty six. Has big or business in the title. Yep. High tech Indiana Jones style adventure, good electronic music. <laughs> All right, I'll start I'll start with seven. Uh, Andrew, I'll name that in two. Two. Whoa, bold <laughs> choice here, Christian. What are you going to do? Are you, ser- are you serious, two? You don't have any points. I thought I'd help you out. And plus, I know what it is. No. Oh. No, I'm kidding. Oh, Wait. Wow. I'm just kidding. Look, it's, it has bigger business in the title. I'm totally guessing. All right. Well, name that movie then because I'm not going to. This is for the win, potentially. I know, but I, I, I can't want to. You can't do it names. less than that. That's why I'm throwing down the gauntlet. 86. All right. 86. It'll be a terrible guess. Don't worry. Here we go. Susie Pye and Kate Burton. Is it Big Trouble in Little China? Andrew is our winner, folks. Thank oh you. My oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. I actually thought. Uh, what did I do? Anyway. Fuck There's sakes. no way I could have Googled that shit either. No, I don't. I don't doubt no, that. No, I just you just oh, yeah. know each other too well. That's the problem. Yeah, I, I share was, a brain. What are you talking about? Well, because I mean, the fact that he, I say he guessed that it was Big Trouble in China more off knowing you and the year and the movies you would pick. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not well, complaining had, about it. You know, no, the only thing I could think is because it said it was an Indiana Jones type adventure in 19. Well, you know what? Oh, wait a second. You yeah, didn't no even let him freaking name the. No, it's good oh, electronic music. I, that part made me kind of second guess it. That totally what, 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 what's, what's the first question about high tech Indiana Jones? Yeah, high tech. What, what, I don't know high tech about it. Something else with big or business in it from 1986. When you first and it had one and a half stars, so it wasn't very good. The only thing, the other thing I thought was Bright Lights, Big City with Michael J. Fox, which that I don't remember one. what year that was, but it probably well, that, that, that's what I was going down that road is where I was thinking. Yeah, but then I thought it might have been risky stars, business, but I think that movie did better risky than that. Business, risky business was in the bag. Yes. There's no way knowing me, I could have picked these movies. Like I had, I went through specific categories. I mean, how he put whatever. that one out, I have no idea. Yeah, whatever. So Andrew like is our winner. Fix, fix. Okay, so we so. have a because that went so fast. Do you guys want to just play a couple more of these just for kicks? Yes. yes. Okay. 
So 1988 Andrew, was Bright Lights Big City, just so you know. I had to go and check. Uh, well, turn that shit off. I just I had to check. The game was over. Okay. Whatever. So, the game, let's just, so Andrew is our winner. We each owe him a beer at our the beer festival that we're doing a video cast at. Plug, plug. Fuck that. Okay. Session, so, Andrew. What's it called? Session again? Blah, blah, blah. Mm. Right? 90, 99 problems, but beer ain't one. Is that what it's called? Session beer fest. All right. Mm. So, let's, uh, Andrew, we'll just play a couple for shits okay. and giggles here. Here's Here are your categories. Paul Giamatti movies, Christian movies, or in theaters now. Oh. oh. Um, what was the Christian one? It had Christian Slater or Christian Bale? Christian Bale. I'll take in theaters now. <laughs> in theaters now. Do you want a movie in theaters now? Oh. In theaters now or in theaters now? Okay. The second one. All right. Now, because these are brand new, uh, the, he do, Leonard Moulton does not provide a rating for these. There's no star ratings for these. Okay. Um, so this, he doesn't do that anymore? Not for brand new films, only ones that are archived. It takes uh, him a long time to think about it. So this one is, it's got an hour of good material spread thin and a mishmash of co- comedy styles. And there are ten names. Well, God, I was just going to take a guess, but I won't. I'll say uh, six names. Christian. Yeah, I'm going to say five, but I tell you right now, it's so tempting in front of this computer just to, like, pull up, like, Apple trailers uh-huh. or Yahoo just, like... Downs, what are you doing? Five. I said five. Christian, name that movie. Hey. Five names. Okay, here we go. It's in Christian, do you need them read, uh, read out again? It's a mishmash of comedy styles, and he hates his mother's cooking. Yes, and it's in theaters now. So here we go. Callie Hawk, Jill Clayberg. John Hamm, Eli oh. Kemper, yep. and Wendy McLendon Covey. Bridesmaids. You are correct. Yeah, I was going to go with that. I heard Bridesmaids is really funny. I've heard it. My wife, my wife went and saw it. She said it was excellent. Yeah, I yeah. heard it's very funny. As yeah. did my wife too. And actually, I heard that it's uh, the men may like it as well. I think is what the. Oh, but, but like, why I'll wouldn't they? For DVD. Christ's sakes, you know what I mean. Maya Rudolph, Kristen Wiig, for Christ's sakes, they're both hilarious. Yeah. So yeah. I, have, anyway. I honestly think I think Kristen Wiig is the funniest woman that's been on SNL in decades, and she very likely is going to be leaving that because based off the success of this film, my yeah. uh, my fiance calls it a broadmance. A broadmance. It's kind of think... like a bromance, but for yeah. chicks, so it's a bromance. Yeah. All right, so Christian, let's do another one. Uh, you've got the categories here: uh, Paul Giamatti movies. Uh, I want to do bad beer, bad beer, or superhero movies. Oh, okay. Well, let's. Okay, I'm going to do bad beer. Bad beer. So these are films with either old or Milwaukee in the title. Jeez. So, do <laughs> you it out of it? <laughs> do you want uh, a film from 2003, 2005, or 2009? 2003, 2005, or 2009? Yes. Uh. I'm going to go with 2009. Okay. Two stars. That's being very, very generous. Uh, let me see. <laughs> the stars seem to be having a better time than the audience. And Louise Guz- Guzman appears unbilled. And there are 12 names. Ooh. Oh, Louise Guzman appears unbilled. Right. 
And All right. I'm going to say I'm going to go with 12 names. Downs. I'll go with eight names. Ooh, getting bold. Andrew. Six. Six. Christian. Name that movie, jerk. Six. Andrew, so this is... I was hoping you are going to go for Bad Beers either has old or Milwaukee in the title. So you're getting six names. Amy Sedaris. Oh. Rita Wilson. Oh. Anne-Margaret. What? Bernie Mac. What? Matt Dillon. And Lori Laughlin. Holy shit. Actually, knowing some of those, it kind of threw me off. I was going to say... I knew all of them. The movie Old Dogs. You are correct. Bloom Fuck is you. Is that good at this? Is that the that, that freaking uh, blues movie that Bernie Mac last movie? No, Bernie it's Mac with John did? Travolta and fucking yeah. Robin Williams. That terrible. Oh, that one. Yeah. Holy shit. Andrew, you're pretty good at this game. On fucking uh, fire. Oh, shit. That movie that's, that's, is apparently god awful. I Oh, that's the one it. where a, a gorilla cradles Seth Green, right? Yeah. yeah, Seth Green's in that, too. I've heard it's just. Terrible! I, I can't believe Andrew. How it's good funny because you, you know what? It's funny because well, the movie I was picturing in my head uh, was the one with Tim Allen and John. Was it John Travolta as well? Tim yeah, Allen. So you thought that was Old Dogs? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Wild Hogs! Wild you thought Hogs. it was Old Dogs? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so let's do one more. Let's do one more. So down. Still though, I gotta say, Andrew doesn't smoke drugs. I mean, that's the big difference, right? That's that's the thing. Uh, that's what so, does it. And uh, so Downs, let's do uh, one more. So right. you have the choice of let's do uh, either Paul Giamatti movies or superhero movies. Well, we gotta go with superhero. Isn't there still Christian question. movies? Or yeah, I guess we could do Christian. Oh movies. yeah. Oh well, no. Christian we Slater. Got, but if it's our last question, we should do superhero. Yeah, I like superhero movies. That's your last yeah. question. Let's do superhero. Yeah. Okay. Do you want one from 1984, 1989, oh. or 2007? 1989. 1989. Well, you do the Another number. Damn. There, this is two stars. Little generous. It is a silly script and shot in Australia. Not going to help you out a lot. And there are oh. one, two. One, two, what? He's counting. Oh. Wait. Nine names. All right. We don't have a lot of information. But you know what? These guys are going to be jerks and, like, I'll jump all, like, right in there. So I'll, I'm going to go right to six. I'll say I can name it in six names. Six names. Wow. Andrew. Name that movie, Downs. Oh, 1989, though, Australia? That, those are, that's a Yeah, but clue. I would forget about the Australia thing. Just think about superhero movie 1989. Silly, a silly script. Yeah. yeah. All right, Downs, here you go. So you got, what, six names? Six names. Zoshka, Z- sorry, Zoshka Mizak, I think oh, is your name. Best. Barry Otto. Got Brian Marshall. Got to get blood, though, yeah. Brian Rooney. Nancy Everhard. And Kim Maiori. Uh, Punisher, I don't know, um... 1989, superhero movies in Australia. Bad superhero movies, 1989, Australia. I'm horrible at this fucking game. <laughs> so what's your guess? Um, I don't know. I, I, I keep thinking The Punisher for some reason. And you're right. Oh, hey! There you go. The Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie. What year was Batman out? Was that 89 as well? Or was that 88? I th- I want to say that was 89, wasn't it? 
I think so. I think 89 sounds pretty close to that. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if I was freaking drinking at that time. So So Andrew is our winner. Yeah, But the two guys that lost tonight, Christian and Downs, get to call someone across the Internet a shithead. So, Christian, why don't you go first? I'm going to call Andrew Bloom a shithead. Mike Downs, (laughs) you get to call somebody a shithead. Who's it going to be? What? Um, I call Christian Nielsen a shithead. What? What did I do? (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. So that is going to do it for I Stole This Topic, Michael Loves Movies. Hopefully that gave you a little bit of a taste of one of our favorite podcasts, Doug Loves Movies, which you can find on iTunes or at DougLovesMovies.com. Every show, he's uh, they do it in L.A. uh, in front of a live audience. He always has a couple guests on it. Uh, they're usually actors or, or uh, comedians, and they always play that very fun uh, Leonard Malton game. If you're a fan of our show, you'd probably really like Doug Loves Movies. So that was pretty fun. Maybe we'll rip off something else in the future. So let's move on to our Atomic Picks. Atomic Picks. Christian Nielsen. Uh, my atomic pick this week is a web comic, and I've talked about digital comics for way too long in atomic picks, and I thought I'd get back to some web comics and some free comics. And if you read comics and are interested in reading some satirical comic strips about the comic books industry, well, then you should go to uh, www the dash gutters.com or otherwise known as gutters and essentially gutters is a kind of like an every other day web comic strip all the uh humor is written by uh, ryan somer and uh all the art is essentially done by a burgeoning new artist to the industry or some of the big names that you might be familiar with so uh, if you want to uh, read some funny business about the comic book industries uh, a different perspective go to www.the-gutters.com. Mike Downs. My atomic pick this week is a TV show that I found on Netflix. It's called The Riches. Uh, it stars my man, Eddie Izzard. Uh, in case you don't know who Eddie Izzard is, you might recognize him from United States of Terra as uh, Terra's psychologist. Or if you want to go back to a geeky reference, I'll take you back to Mystery Men. And he played Tony P., who was one of the disco boys who was uh, Casanova Frankenstein's right-hand man uh, back in that movie. So I love Eddie Izzard. He's kind of one of those crazy uh, supporting actors, always uh, always very good. Also, Minnie Driver is in this. And uh, these two play a couple of uh, gypsies and grifters who uh, luck into this uh, couple's uh, identity and start, you know, pretending to be rich people. Great show I found on Netflix. Nice to have a show my wife and I can watch. You know, you guys know how I love to find new TV shows. The Riches. Check that shit out. Andrew Bloom. Uh, This week for my atomic pick, I'm going to talk about an app for my iPhone. Uh, the app is called Beatmaker by a company called Intua. Um, this shit is awesome if you're into music at all or music creation. Uh, this is basically like a little drum beat studio right there on your iPhone. Um, you can um, create loops and music and entire songs and export them, which is something that you can't always do. You can create your own sounds. 
export them into your computer where you can play with it and create uh, samples and songs and all that other shit. Uh, it's really good. The only downside I'll say about this and probably the company is that right when I bought Beatmaker, they came out with Beatmaker 2 and they create it separate, not as an update or anything like that. And this app is not one of your cheaper ones. It's uh, $9.99 uh, or higher, depending on when you get it. Uh, and for them to come out with a different one, it's kind of like, oh, that's a kick in the nuts. But Beatmaker, and I imagine Beatmaker 2 is quite awesome, uh, is worth checking out if you're into that shit. All right, and uh, one atomic pick for me this week. Want to thank the fine folks over at Warner Brothers who sent us over a copy of Green Lantern: Emerald Knights, the new animated film from uh, the DC universe. And the animated films from uh, DC have definitely picked up their game. I also want to say, uh, just throw a, a little plug there that Warner Brothers had sent us over tickets to catch a screening in a theater for this uh, animated film for so for all of you uh, fans i think there was eight of you that we sent that uh, off to hopefully you enjoyed it but i got the chance to watch the blu-ray uh, of, of this new film and it's pretty good this continues the string of uh, dc animated films that are very high quality nathan fillion from firefly everybody's uh, favorite captain uh, plays Hal Jordan. The story here is, in essence, Tales of the Green Lantern Corp, because as the Corp prepares to fight Krona, they end up swapping stories about uh, some of their favorite members. So you get stories about Kilowog's origin, uh, you get a story about Mogo, uh, and, and others. Really good stuff, and not as good as Green Lantern First Flight, which was the other animated film, but still uh, very good. Uh, some of the stories are very clever, uh, written by uh, Jeff Johns, Peter Tomasi, Dave Gibbons, and some of the other writers that work for the, the DC Comics. So really good stuff. Uh, G Green Lantern Emerald Knights is available in stores on June 7th. Uh, check it out. So that's going to do it for episode 117 of the Atomic Geeks podcast. Uh just a couple things we want to throw out here. We just want to congratulate listeners Riche and Jinx Marie on the birth of their son, Evan Michael. Guys, from all of us, congrats. Uh, Riche and Jinx actually put up a photo on our Facebook group of the little guy, and they're all wearing Atomic Geeks paraphernalia. What the? Yeah, very cool. So uh, good on you from all of the Atomic Geeks. Also want to say to uh, a thanks to JRed1, a listener, and he also is on a podcast called Group Therapy. And on uh, the latest edition of their podcast, they sent out a plug for the Atomic Geeks. So thanks for the kind words, guys. Uh, group Therapy can be found on iTunes or you can go to onemanasylum.com. Uh, if you want to reach out to the Atomic Geeks, we are just about everywhere. We're at... Facebook, we're on Twitter. You can find us at the www.theatomicgeeks.com and check out our forums. And if you listen to us on iTunes, for the love of all things holy, leave us some uh, kind words. We really appreciate that. So before I sign off, uh, up next week, I believe Mike Downs is uh, in the hosting chair. Downs, what is up uh, for next week? We're talking Batman. I suggest if you're listening, you go watch those first four 
uh, non-Christian uh, uh, Bale Batman movies, because that's what we're talking about next week, Batman movies. Holy Joe Shoemaker. Ah, that's <laughs> terrible. Um, Joe so Shoemaker, you mean? I know. I just Joe Shoemaker. Whatever, I won't even, I will not even give that man credit to say his name correctly. <laughs> uh, so that's going to do it. For us, this is Michael D. Giovanni signing off for the rest of the Atomic Geeks. The Atomic Geeks are out. You've just listened to another episode of the Atomic Geeks. Visit us at theatomicgeeks.com. Production by Andrew Bloom. Title track by Don't Look Down. Sorry, no Easter egg.